Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, Tim Berners-Lee, Sir Tim, is working on a decentralized ID system. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. Welcome back. We're back, yes. We're back and heavily medicated. <laughs> yes. Both of us in different ways. <laughs> yes. So I, that I, usually our shows are better when medicated. Yeah, usually. So, you know, the, the uh, TRD after dark, I think, is a good example. Yes, there were, there were some of those that had to be <laughs> not uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> that has happened, yes. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, it's been, geez, six weeks since we last spoke for the show. Yes, it has. And uh, sure enough, all sorts of wacky things have been going on. Um, tech, a lot of it, a lot of it, of course, it's all tech related. You know, the stuff that we, we think about tech related. But it also, a lot of it's been tying into like government and regulations and lawsuits and and all sorts of getting messy. seems like it's getting messy. Mm-hmm. Facebook getting hacked and Elon Musk tweeting about taking Tesla private and getting spanked with a, I think it was a two billion dollar fine from the SEC oh really yeah I, I mean, didn't hear I didn't hear about that one yeah Walmart putting their lettuce and spinach supply chain on the blockchain because there was some <laughs> e coli or something fun like that mm-hmm uh, but it's it's just wild like a lot of this stuff I mean if we think two years back it was not uncommon for us to have an episode about a gadget and be like, wow, this is so cool. This connected toaster or whatever. (laughs) And it is, uh, when you compare the news over the past, you know, six to eight weeks, tech news, uh, compared to that, like nothing like that. We're just not in that phase right now. It's in, we're in this weird phase where, uh, well, where Walmart's putting spinach on the blockchain. I mean, like, (laughs) Yeah, it's wacky. You know, people are getting. Uh, I mean, the government. You know, the government's taking notice of stuff like um, tech stuff, like in a big way, and it's it's fascinating. It seems like uh, it's kind of sinking in. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of really big developments are sinking in. And one of I the, wonder. I wonder how much this will be. This will all change after the midterm elections. Yeah, a couple no of weeks. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. I don't know. I, I wish, you know, it's every, every time I hear something like, um, whenever I hear the government getting involved with tech, I'm always, I just kind of like an eye rolling moment for me. Yeah. And, and I'm not, whatever, whatever they're doing, they're going to do it slowly and they're going to not understand it properly. It feels like, yeah, it'd be like 10 years too late type of stuff. But I have to say like, I'm not, and I'm not like super libertarian anti-regulation type of person. I think like, I think it, regulations make sense in certain situations. And, you know, people talking about regulating superhuman AI or or, or whatever. I, I'm surprised Bitcoin's not regulated. All all these things. And uh, anyway, I don't know. The one of the things that is is it seems like a core issue on the web, at least the sort in our, in our sort of in, let's just say our digital lives, is this notion of identity. And we've talked about this before where... Yeah, we have. Where governments, 
typically have been or historically have been the arbiters of identity. You've got your passport, you've got, you know, in the U.S., you've got your driver's license. And that was like, that's kind of like it. Like that's the, that you show up with that and that's you. If that's right. you in the picture, that's you. Right. You've got a social security number. That, yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it's getting to where there's so much, our, so much of our lives are online and digital that it's getting to the point where we have non-state identities that are pretty important, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, hackable and, you know. Yeah. I had a credit card number stolen again last week. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And What's it was a card story? that I, I've used the card online exactly two times. Mm. Um. But yeah, and it's a big mess. Like the credit card company refunded me, and then the company that the charge was made at also refunded me. So now I got twice the money back, and the balance is all weird, and mm. nobody nobody can figure it out. And it's a it's a big mess. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, this is, so right, and and like identity is all tied up in uh, I don't want to say finances exactly, but currency or mm-hmm. like money, and you know anyway. Yeah, like, some somebody steals your identity and buys a bunch of stuff on a credit card and you don't find out about it in a timely manner then you know you can't go and buy a house because your number has your credit scores affected and, and it just gets weird yeah it's like how do you undo it and yeah. i ha- i had a a small sort of social network i created years and years ago like right after the iphone came out mhm and i don't i can't remember there were thousands of people on it but not tens of thousands and it was a photo sharing thing that was kind of like, it was like a little community because, because there was no way to share photos on the iPhone originally. So I created this little thing. You email, you take a pic, you could email them, but that was it. You couldn't post them anywhere. There's no way to post them. You couldn't put them on mm-hmm. Twitter or anything like that. So I created this little thing where you'd email them to a, an address and they would show up online and people could comment on, you know, it was like exactly right. like Instagram basically, but in <laughs> yeah. a web browser. And a situation came up, I think I've mentioned it on the show before, where there's sort of a skirmish between a couple of different camps of users. And it was possible, but not clear, that someone was gaming the system to impersonate another one of the people. Mm. So kind of like a display username, diff, you know, t- to make it look like some other person with a different actual username, but the same display name was yeah. posting pictures like, you know, untoward pictures, let's just say. And so people are emailing me and they're like, you got to take those pictures down. That's, I didn't do that. And like in a flash, I was like, I have no way to figure out if some, which per, someone's lying and I have no yeah. way to figure out which one it is. Right. And it was weird. Like all of a sudden I was like, whoa, this is weird because as soon as, as soon as trust evaporates and then you need to actually prove something, I was like, I, I, I was at a loss and it it, yeah, I mean, how many how many times do we see at work? Uh, well, we'll have a customer that'll contact us and be like, "Oh, um, yeah, I signed up under this different email originally, and now I want my account under this address." Yeah, right. Yeah, but I can't log in. Yeah, yeah. How many times does that happen? Right. It's basically you know it's a social engineering thing if someone's doing it on mm-hmm. purpose. But I don't know. It's just it, it's a it's a thorny problem. And so okay, so enter yeah. enter cryptocurrency which creates a situation where you've got a token essentially that is you kind of like your private key basically and that's me forever and ever amen and if i can decrypt 
you know, these messages that are sent to me, then it must be me. Mm-hmm. And so t- Tim Berners-Lee, who I, I suppose everybody knows who that is, basically the credited with creating the World Wide Web, the concept of like markup and hyperlinking and uh, browsers and HTML and all that. He, he is supposedly creating this like decentralized ID system. Although when you look at the, when you read into it, I don't know, I think they got a pretty big marketing problem. It doesn't really sound like they know what they're doing. Like, like I know they know what they're doing, like that they're smart, but it doesn't, it's not clear what their goal is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's him and a bunch of guys from MIT. I'm obviously they're, they're smart and they're probably building something really cool, but I don't know if they're if, either, if they're just not communicating it well, or if it doesn't have like, it's, like the the direction isn't nailed down yet or I don't know, but it sounds like it's been in development for a really long time. Mm, right. And, and the two, the, the sort of headline is like decentralized ID system, which that sounds great. Mm-hmm. And I definitely like that better than, than say Facebook or Google or Apple or Amazon becoming the de facto, uh, you know, ID system on the internet, yeah. even though that's kind of what it currently is. I mean, Facebook, Google, Twitter, are kind of like the ID systems mm-hmm. that people use. But they also talk a lot about data portability and like open data. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Like that just sounds kind of like GDPR, right? Yeah. And I suppose, I suppose it maps to like, well, how do we know whose data it is? And I mean, I can sort of see a relationship there, but a lot of the, the marketing talks about, you know, wouldn't it be great if this application and that application could use your same contact info, you know, and it's like, man, I feel like I've been hearing this story for 20 years. Like diaspora was a Kickstarter. It feels like 20 years ago. I'm sure it wasn't, but wouldn't it be great if there was a decentralized social network and your data was portable and there was no lock-in and, and I'm like, yeah, I guess it would. But like from a practical standpoint, uh, I don't, I don't see how that can happen. It's also like the API thing and the, what was, mm-hmm. I can't even remember now. What was the, the semantic web? That was the first one. <laughs> you know, it feels like semantic web to me where it's like, yeah, this is a great idea in theory, but what would cause anyone to, to care enough to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like how do you make this massive cultural change where all either web developers or perhaps, I mean, I suppose if you could convince Matt Mullenweg to set WordPress up, in this way, then that would be like 45% of the web. So you're, you're almost there. Get Wix and Squarespace on board right. and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, that, uh, GDPR has already had really pleasing effects for me because mm-hmm. I've had a couple of applications where a couple of apps I use like Slack, for example, where I had a really good reason to want all of my data exported. And since they're GDPR compliant, it's just like, click this button, boom, there's all your data, nice. all, all of it. Not like only back 10,000 messages, but here's all of it. And that's really, that is really nice. That is cool. So, you know, to, to kind of pull it back to government regulations, like maybe it'll take government regulations to get people to finally create this semantic web or whatever this new, you know, new fundamental underlying platform that Timbal's talking about, which is called solid. I don't know. I, I want, I want it. I want the, the decentralization. I want, it, I want it to be great, but I want it to be better defined. Right. Yeah. It's like tough to get behind the mission 
when it seems like it's at least two impossible things. Yeah, maybe it's one of those things that is too complicated to talk about simply, like like trying to explain Bitcoin to a five-year-old. Like quantum physics. Yeah. It's not a wave or a particle. It's just abstract algebra. It's, it's not a wave or a particle. Well, it is, but it depends on whether you're looking at it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it might be linked to this thing on the other end of the universe. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it kind of brings it back to the marketing problem. Mm-hmm. It's like if you can't explain your mission in like five or ten seconds, then no one's going to get your mission. Right. Even if it's an oversimplification of the thing, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't care as much about like interoperability of data as as like a, a, just like a like an, a trustworthy decentralized ID system. Like to me, that, that would, is to me that's the that's the key. Like like collaborative open data and stuff. Yeah, that's that's all good and stuff. But I don't like I I don't need to be able to read and write to everyone's data as long as I can read from it. If I want to do something with it, I can download it and do something with it. You know. Yeah, it's like I don't there, need there's direct access way. to collaborate on their data. Yeah, it would be cool, but it, it would be cool. And there are some. There are certainly instances where, like, okay, I want to team up with this person to do some collaborative thing. But, again, that's an, that's an intentional, conscious decision. So, yeah, naturally, we're going to share access to things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just feel like there are other ways to kind of do that now. And mm-hmm. they're not great. But, like, you know, OAuth and, and APIs in general... Because you get into, like, or other collaboration platforms that are yeah. closed, like... like Google Docs or something. Yeah, or just like version control where, okay, I can branch your data and do my own thing with it. And if you like it, you can merge it back into yours and, and that sort of stuff. Right. That, that already exists. Yeah, there are clunky solutions, but I don't feel like there is a clunky solution to to ID unless maybe, I mean, kind of, uh, it kind of is crypto, you know? that I mean, yeah. that's kind of the solution. And it's been around forever and ever, like since the 70s, I guess. You know, PGP and like, oh, here's my signed email. Mm-hmm. To well, but then again, at the, at the same time, all it takes is leaking one private key file. Mm. Yeah. So that's funny, right? So like I, I've been struggling with that. And this actually happened to a colleague of ours recently where you get a new phone and you forget about your authenticator app. <laughs> yeah. You're like locked out of everything. Yeah. Well, my, I needed to go into AWS and turn off or delete two servers this morning. Cause it's been on my to-do list to do, you know? Mm. And so I was getting there, sit down to do it and pull out my phone to open the authenticator app. Battery's dead. <laughs> like, well, I guess I'll do this 20 minutes from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever I get a new phone, I, I just to be safe, just to be safe, ironically, mm-hmm. I turn off two-factor auth when I'm getting the new phone because I'm nervous. And then set it up again with the new phone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's like okay. And I've you know I've I've actually <laughs> printed out like like not printed up but um, you know like pulled up on the screen in a text file. Mm-hmm. Like uh, for Twitter, Twitter gives you like ten recovery keys. Yeah. And I'll like pull it up on my screen and take a picture of it and then store the picture in a secure location on my phone, just locally on my phone. Mm-hmm. But man, 
you don't, you just like so easy to forget about that when you go to switch to a new phone. Yeah. So people are like, well, print it out. It's like, well, okay, but how am I going to remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's like Richard, Richard and Kira both have a notebook on their desk with all of this stuff written in it. <laughs> and that's Actually, not I good either. Might, I think Richard's might be a stack of index cards. Yeah, that's funny. But, yeah. So, okay. Look it up like in your Rolodex. Literally written down. Yeah. Okay. So then they're not nervous about like, like, is that a zero or an O? Apparently I mean, not, which is, which is odd when you think of it, because looking at Richard's handwriting, sometimes I don't know if it's a zero or an L. <laughs> yeah, and you're talking probably like 128 characters. Yeah. Or more. All right, so like 256, and you're like, um, well, that might have been an O, and that might be an <laughs> L, and that might be yeah. an I or a lowercase L. So let's try every permutation for six months. Yeah, I tell you, we went through a phase where I just I could not remember the Wi-Fi password, and it was simple, but for some reason I just could not remember it. And Richard got tired of telling it to me, so he changed it to sixty-four random character strings. Like if you can't remember it, I'm going to give you a reason not to. <laughs> I was going to say you're like weirdly good at mem- memorizing really long. Actually, I am. That's kind of a mutant talent I have. Yeah. I I have I could remember the like I could remember a 32 character random string easier than I could remember like a word. <laughs> that is so weird. It's a password. Well, so so what I want it to be something and I know this isn't like the securest, but like you want it to be your fingerprint or something. It just like make mm-hmm. it, but I know there's problems with that too, but you know, cause it's not in your brain. If it's in your brain, then, you know, you can't be forced to divulge it or whatever, like from a legal standpoint, but it's just not practical. You know, it's like, how am I, that the, I mean, we are, everybody's so kind of spoiled. Like, Oh, like I have websites oh, my, with the kids between mm-hmm. steam and abcmouse.com and uh, just iTunes. Just thinking of things in the past two days that I've had to like remember what the password was. Roblox, right. uh, Minecraft. And I've got like all different passwords, all different usernames, all different emails. They're not written down anywhere. And even, yeah. even when I, I, I say to myself, I'm gonna, I am going to write it down and I do it. And then it's out of date in 10 minutes because... You know, for whatever reason, I have to change it. Won't let me use the old one. And then the Xbox is the worst. <laughs> and so you never yeah. know what the password is. So every single time, I just hit I have recover password. Re- recover password, yeah, every time. I have accounts now that I literally do not know the password. Because I would do that. I would go to change in. I would get to the place where you enter a new password. And it's like, oh, Chrome is suggesting this secure password. Do you want to use it? Sure, whatever, because <laughs> Chrome will store it. Yeah. So I, I have accounts that I do not i have never seen the password <laughs> right yep which is fine as long as everything you do is in a browser yeah, exactly but yeah. that's that's not not the case with you know xbox and steam and you know adobe creative clouds another one doesn't mm-hmm. autocomplete it's like got its own crappy its own little ui yeah, yeah. that doesn't like a, remember the air app or something yeah exactly and uh, it's like, uh, I just want to, you know, so the other day, this is sort of related, I guess. The other day I finally got sick of, um, cause I don't let the kids, one thing I, we're pretty permissive, especially with like 
like screen stuff. Mm-hmm. But one thing I don't let the kids do is download any old app. So I've, I've, they have to bring me like the thing like, oh, I want to download this app. And I look at the app like, OK, and I enter the password. I get so sick of doing that that I bought a new we have a really old iPad that, that the kids use, but it didn't have touch ID. So I, I was finally broke down and went and spent 400 bucks to get a. Uh, an iPad mini that has touch ID. So I didn't have to remember what password it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just so much better. It's so much better. It would be so great if there was, if that was like, if that was like, that's what I want it to be like something you Mm -hmm. can't lose. And I get that there's downsides to it, but like the, on the on balance, biometric is so great. Yeah. Like it's me. Like how do you how do you say it's me? That would have solved my problem back in the you know the I took this today days with the photo sharing. Mm-hmm. Prove it to you. I don't care who you are. I just want to know that it's the same person that opened the account. Yeah, yeah. Or steal my credit card number. Fine, but unless you come and chop off my fingertips, you're not going to be able to buy anything. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of like, and that's you know that's what people say. Well, you can fake a fingerprint. It's like okay, yeah. yeah. But still, at least I know I'm not going to like you, lose access to my Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, well, you can you can fake it, and to be honest, if that was the way everything, if that was the way everyone identified for everything, I'm sure faking it would become much much easier because people would be putting a lot more time and attention and effort into how to do it. Yeah, a 3D so print like sure. a texture on a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you're. I, I agree. But I don't know, like what it feels like, it feels like that's the solution. It feels like that is the solution, like a biometric. Mm-hmm. And they say like, they say like, like a, a DNA sample, like a lick here to continue. <laughs> oh God. That is, that's extra disgusting right now because everyone in my family has a cold, oh. but yeah, it's like. I, I love the idea of like just so so like what would what would it look like though because right now that's an Apple thing mm-hmm. and as much as Apple is like or you know Android I've got like fingerprint whatever they call it yeah I've got fingerprint sensors on my on my phone yeah and to be honest I've had I got rid of the iPhone X because uh, I, I like the fingerprint sensor way better than Face ID way better for a variety of just like user experience reasons but. You know, Face ID is amazing. It's pretty, you know, it's it's very cool. It does work. But I don't always want it to work. I want to have more control about when I'm authenticating and not, like, accidentally authenticating all the time. Ah, oh, good point. And the the fingerprint sensor gives me that that level of control. And, I, you know, I suppose Face ID, it makes sense to me that it's more secure. Like, you'd have to build a model of somebody's head to fool it, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But so the thing is, like retina scans, right? Yeah, like total, total, like Minority Report, right? Yeah. But how? I'm sure, that wouldn't work. I'm sure that wouldn't work for me. The scanner would take one <laughs> scan of my eyeball. Like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> be like reflect back in the. You, you could be like you could be like the uh, one of those people who have like that blacked out face. When the, in the digital world, because no one can recognize oh, yeah. you, you know, no like one can recognize me, yeah. yeah, like a Black Mirror episode. I'm like, I'm just a smudge of pixels. Yeah, there's a great Black Mirror yeah. episode with that. Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, it was an actual movie yeah. called Anon. Oh, there was a 
Oh yeah, I think it was an actual movie. But there was a, I think I watched that. There was a similar Black Mirror episode where it was like parental controls that had been installed on some kid or something and so whatever they would look at something if the parents didn't want them to look at it, it would just be like a blurry pixel <laughs> i haven't seen that yeah i think that came out after you decided black mirror was too terrifying to watch I, yeah i couldn't take it anymore way too scary so but here's the thing like like an iphone's what a grand you mm-hmm. know and you, like what do i have the pixel 2 i think that was 700 bucks and they're, you know, that's like, you're not going to get open source versions of that. Like, so like, how do we get no, the not. fingerprint scanner peripheral that works great and is like somehow decentralized from a storage standpoint? I mean, you have like a, you have like a two factor dongle for AWS, don't you? Or you did it one time. Uh, I used to have a dongle. I just use the authenticator app now. Mm. It's the dongle I had was. It was one of the first ones they came out with, and it was it would fairly consistently not work. So I just switched it to the app. That's fun. <clears throat> yeah. It's yeah like- and now, like, well, if I lose my phone, it's like it's great that you have two-factor authentication to protect your access to all of these things. So, like, but what? If I lose my phone, then there's the authenticator right there. You have access to everything. Yeah, if your phone's, yeah, yeah. If your phone's wide open. Well, I mean... Yeah, obviously I locked my phone, but I mean, if someone got into it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you'd be in big trouble if somebody got into your phone anyway. Yeah, I think I have it set up to erase after so many failed attempts. Right. Yeah, it's like, it does feel like, well, you know, the the smartphone, cell phones in general, are by a landslide the most widely adopted piece of technology ever in the history of mm-hmm. people. You know, I like, feel like they have become very essential to our identity and managing our identity, mm. like the phone itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can remember times like back in the flip phone era, you know, in the 90s, when someone, where not everybody had a cell phone and people would be like, oh, can I borrow your phone? My car broke down. You'd be like, yeah, sure, here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that now. No. Like, oh yeah, here's, like, no, my, sorry. yeah here's my unlocked phone so you can make a call and they run off. Yeah. No way. No way. Like, as soon as you started having, like, finger, you know, like, um, uh, not fingerprint scans, but, like... Um, the Google account, really. Yeah, right, right. And Amazon. Uh-huh. I mean, there's all the, like... And, and for, for, for me, GitHub, and, yeah. Yeah. It's the keys to the kingdom. Uh-huh. It used to be email, like, and, and now it's, like, it's just, it's just, uh, it's still email, but now it's a million other things, too. Like, all this yeah. stuff on the phone. And it's all con- in this tiny convenient pocket-sized rectangle mm, yeah easy to run away with easy to yeah, lose or easy to leave laying on a table at a restaurant there mm-hmm. yeah that's when i started i when the iphone first came out i didn't have a password on it it was just slide to unlock mm-hmm. and i thought i lost it in a restaurant well it turns out that it was in my sweatshirt that i had left in the car but i was like all of a sudden it hit me i was like oh whoops like somebody could <laughs> yeah. just open that get into my email and even back then when it was still like less of a less of a central part of your digital life there was still mm-hmm. plenty of stuff that would have been really really bad for you know like um being able to email clients and be like what was the password of the server again like just looking through right. threads and 
it would have been easy if you cared, it would have been easy to like send a short email or a short text message to somebody and just sort of copy my style by looking at the history, which is sitting right there mm-hmm. and get answers to, you know, uh, whatever, you know, yeah, like, password hey, what was, reset what was answers. The, what was the pin for the bank account number again? Yeah. Right. Right. And like sometimes Erica, I'll, I'll send a thing. Well, Erica, what's your social security number again? And she'll give it to me. And I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> How do you know that was me? <laughs> right. Ask me something else first. Um, but yeah, right. So it's to pull it all back. Like, like how I, the idea of a decentralized identification system sounds great. Mm-hmm. But like, how does that happen? First of all, how does it happen without hardware? Yeah, and then how do you get people to adopt it? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, but how does? I could sort of. I mean, if it was. It would need to be convenient. It would need to be priced right. And it would need to be... It would need to be free. If you're going to be priced right, the price has to be free. Yeah. There needs to be a value proposition, you know? And the value proposition is is what? You never have to log in again. So somebody like... Maybe somebody like LastPass creates this... Oh, God. I was about to say, creates this Bluetooth thing that connects to whatever. I'm like, ugh, ugh. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you get this implant. Right? Or like, or like, okay, here's, this can't, this is just fantasy, like sci-fi thinking. This is Hollywood thinking, but Mm -hmm. almost everything has a camera. So what if there was like open source something or other that was a project as successful as something like Let's Encrypt that allowed any garden variety webcam to do something to prove that you're who you were. And then there was like, uh, like face ID, like face ID with a camera. But better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, but then that feels super big brothery. You just reminded me of one of the other notes I took, which is the Facebook portal. <laughs> Do you know, have you heard about it? No, I haven't. Not to just as a quick aside, cause I don't really know that much about it. Cause I don't even care, but mm-hmm. Facebook created basically an echo show for, video conferencing with your Facebook friends. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm totally going to put a Facebook camera in my house. (laughs) Like I'll put it, I'll put an Amazon camera in my house because Mm -hmm. I understand Amazon's business model, Mm -hmm. but I don't trust Facebook at all at all. And honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm convinced she who must not be named listens and reports back on discussions I'm having, even when I don't say her name. You know, I get too many relevant ads. It does for seem things that I've only talked about. Yeah, I I want to say that's confirmation bias, but the same thing has happened to me on so many time, so many occasions that I'm like, this is too weird. It's yeah, too weird. I, I'll be talking to somebody about something, and then I'll get an ad for it like a day later, and and I'm thinking, mm. like, I'm sitting here trying to remember, like, did I Google it? Right. That's the th- that's the question. Like I was yeah. thinking about it, so maybe I Google it. Yeah, maybe I did. Mm. I don't think I did. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it happens a lot. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should talk about something like buying a raincoat. Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd really love to buy a raincoat. If mm-hmm. only I knew what a great raincoat was. Yeah, maybe something in like in blue. Yeah, I, I haven't the thought about... raincoat. I haven't thought about buying a raincoat since I was a little kid, probably. I know, but now I really want to buy a blue raincoat. A blue raincoat would be a great thing to buy. 
Now, hopefully everybody who's listening to this on speakers yeah. will like start getting ads for blue raincoats. Oh, yeah, man, awesome. that would be That'd be awesome. But epic. then we have to ask ourselves, like, was it she who must not be named or was it Microsoft selling the Skype conversation? <laughs> we still won't know the answer. No kidding. Yeah. I, I just don't. I, I wish Temple all the luck in the world, but there's no way this is going to work. Like, how's it going to work? <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I, right, yeah. I want to get behind it. I want it, it to work. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of want to understand it a little better first, but I want it to work. Yeah. There's just no... I would love it. I would love it. Like, maybe... Like, what is it? Is yeah, it a, I'd is love it, like it almost a, as much as a new blue raincoat. I love blue raincoats. <laughs> so much better than the yellow raincoats. Yeah, yeah. So, so cliche. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like trying to think of all these ideas. Like, Oh, what if you had like a, like a, everything, everything I'm about to say is just dumb. Like it's not going to work. I mean, that's, I mean, how's that different than any normal day? I don't know. (laughs) But I was like, okay, what if you had like a, like a, I don't have to code it. (laughs) Like an ID card. That's like, Mm -hmm. uh, that's like your private key, but it's printed on a card, like your license. And it's this laminated card that you, protect but you always have on you always know where it is just like your license or your passport or whatever it's like Mm -hmm. it's like an important thing that you protect and you know if it gets stolen you're in trouble so you know what i mean like like it has all of that cultural baggage on it and you don't you know and like so here's what i'm thinking like you want to like show that to a camera like oh present your your global id to the camera present your guid to the camera (laughs) and you do and it like okay great but now you've presented it in real life so anybody that's videoing the situation can like stop on that frame and be like oh well uh, there's that they can zoom and enhance right zoom and enhance which we'll have to link to in the show notes (laughs) so okay so then my next thought was like okay one time pad it changes every time Mm mm-hmm but then then it becomes electronic and now it becomes expensive and now who's going to provide it so like or it's literal one time pad where you have this stack of <laughs> uh, just tear off sheets yeah tear off sheets right i mean that's the way like that's every, the way it works every year every year you get a new 365 page pad from some government oversight from Pitney Bowes or like Staples, <laughs> anybody, like anybody could, you know, they'd be cheap to make like field yeah. notes could have one. Everybody could make them. Oh yeah. The field notes ones would sell like crazy. Yeah. Just have like, anybody can or do artisanal. it. Artisanal. Exactly. Or Levenger. They'd be twice as expensive as anybody else's. Mm-hmm. But they come with a free blue raincoat. <laughs> and you could just put them in your, the pocket of your blue raincoat and you'd get them mm-hmm. every, you get them every year, like a, like a Dilbert desk calendar. <laughs> yeah and like somehow yeah, you could even you could even put like comic strips on them yeah it'd be fun yeah it's, and like every day you peel off your it'd be like picking up your wallet and leaving the house you peel off the top sheet and put it in your pocket and like everywhere you go you just like scan it scan it scan it it lasts for the day and that's it and you just throw it in the garbage okay this is not a bad idea actually <laughs> i want this now yeah and i want to be able to personalize it with my own yeah artistic style and 
Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, yeah. Like you'd have a QR code in the corner and then the rest of the page you could do whatever you wanted with. <laughs> yeah. So you, you grab this thing and it's like uh, you register the pa- you Once you purchase it, you register to yourself. So is this the, is this the flaw in the system? I think the, yeah, I think this is, well, I don't know. Do you have to use a previous pad to purchase it? But then how do you, can we get this chicken egg thing? Yeah. Uh, you do something. Maybe you have to buy it in person. Your first one. Maybe. I don't love mm, that. Still, I don't either. Uh, I see. So you get the pad. It's issued. Your first one is issued to you by your, by the DMV when you get your license. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst. Or it's associated with um, like your social security uh, number. When you get your social security number, you get your first pad. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I mean, what's it going to be associated with? It's going to be associated yeah. with purchases. Yeah, that's true. That's Probably. True, yeah. So you, uh, yeah. How do you how do you make the first association? Well, maybe your maybe your bank gives it to you then, when you get your bank account. Yeah, like a checkbook. Only instead of a yeah. checkbook, it's just this this like single like, use single use payment QR codes or whatever. yeah, or date like for a day. You can yeah. use it for a day. Right. Every day you tear off a new one. Stuff in your pocket. It's got like a witty saying or like, you know, like some motivational <laughs> slogan. <laughs> right. Pictures of kittens. Or- yeah. Or like, uh, yeah. yeah, like Garfield eating lasagna. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, it's a, maybe, maybe it's a flip book. That's your money for the day. Oh, a flip book. That's interesting. You flip it in front of the camera and the animation that ensues is the... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just thinking it, you know, the, I'm just thinking the picture changes a little every day. And so mm. when you first get it, you can like flip through it and have this awesome cartoon. Like, oh, now I don't want to buy anything. And it help you save money. There you go. <laughs> I don't want to wreck the animation. Yeah. <laughs> um, losing frames here. <laughs> yeah, I'm dropping frames. Yeah, no blue raincoat for me. <laughs> Can't afford it. So uh, this is not a terrible idea. Well, it's debatable, I think, but this is the best idea. Like, it's not terrible. It's better than like. Um, so, like, if you created an ecosystem where anybody could print these, you'd have there mm-hmm. need to be like an open source. Like, there needs to be something like Let's Encrypt, where there's this sort of um, kind of like an API sort of thing, an open source decentralized. API that any printing company could use to create the pads. Okay. So maybe when, when you order the pads, do you give them like some key and then they arrive already encoded to you? Right. Or do you associate them with you after? I think. Cause what if it's encoded to you to begin with and it gets lost in the mail and yeah. someone else gets a hold of it? I think you have to activate it. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah. This is, this is, this is not good for the trees though. Hmm. Rocket book. Maybe they're, maybe they're the solution. Mm. Well, we could stop printing money, so there's that. Yeah, that's true. We could. We I could. guess it's not made out of trees. We could, um, I don't know. There's bound to be something biodegradable. We could, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe at the end of the day, like it, like it doubles as toilet paper after it's been used or something. <laughs> we are. We've been talking together for too long. We have been. I had the exact same idea. It's like toilet paper. You just pull it out. Here's today's. <laughs> here's today's wad. I was like, oh, that was yesterday's wad. I can use it now. <laughs> <laughs> So, are you a mummy hand or a folder? I'm a folder. I'm a mummy hand. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if I could, so I don't know if that would work. I couldn't, I'd have to go with like a yeah. Kleenex. You'd need like a whole week. It could be like a Kleenex dispenser. Right. Kleenex, there you go. Yeah. We could have a Kleenex dispenser of your private key. 
<laughs> so might be a good place to end <laughs> yeah yeah it's getting there well welcome back better than ever yeah <laughs> again might be debatable <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to stop thinking about this idea the one-time pad is not a bad idea it's not a good idea i'm not gonna be able to stop thinking about how much toilet paper you waste oh come on i i heard this i, I just heard a, a um like if we really want to go down this rabbit hole so to speak the I heard, I had, I think it was in a Slack room. Some friends were sort of had bidets in, you know, you know, of U.S. Mm-hmm. people who had bidets installed in their house. Not a common thing in the U.S. I've literally never seen one in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I saw the, one once in Canada. I mean, I went to Tokyo one time and, oh man, I didn't want to come back just because of the toilets. Yeah. So yeah, great. But I, st- I still don't get how you don't soak your pants so maybe maybe trd listeners from abroad can explain to me how you don't soak your pants just don't get it everyone was like well yeah and we don't need to go there anyway yeah um it was a lively conversation let's leave it at that well yes welcome back kels how's it going (laughs) (laughs) how you doing uh yeah i built my scrabble keyboard oh yeah we did the we did the episode a while back about mechanical keyboards and mm. building them. Mm-hmm. And I talked about the parts I had ordered for one then. I, I finally got them all in and got it built, and I love it. And it looks amazing, and it sounds amazing, too. It sounds so good. It feels so good to type on, too. Yeah. Like, the switches are really heavy, though. <laughs> Does it give you, like, a hand cramp? Uh, it did the first day. Wow. I'm, I'm used to it now. I'm going to have some really strong hands. <laughs> yeah, folks, you got to check out. Did you, where'd you put it on uh, kellyshaver.com? Uh, no, actually, I didn't, but I'll link to a picture from the show notes. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. So cool, especially for the game nerds. All right, let's stick a fork in it. Okay. I got to go take some more cold medicine. I can, I can <laughs> yeah, see that it hasn't affected me yeah, strongly enough. Yeah, you might start making it. sense soon. <laughs> have all the problems solved. Yeah. See, we told you this would be a good one. Yeah. Daytime waffle cast. Oh, no. I just accidentally opened Illustrator. <laughs> that's all right. You won't be able to sign in. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And Blue Raincoat. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>